Hello listeners and welcome to Retrospective Replay Episode 7, a serialised podcast taking an in-depth look into video games. This is Season 3, Dino Crisis. My name is Ian, and with me tonight is Michael. Hello, Michael. Hello, Ian. How's it going? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm alright. That doesn't sound good. Alright isn't good. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm on, like, another cold. I just seem to have a perpetual cold all the time. A lot of people seem to have colds. I don't have... I haven't gotten colds, which is good. Um, I was reading something interesting today. Oxford University have found that they found a gene that if people have the gene, they're twice as likely to get, uh, I think, die from COVID or to get really bad lung problems. Ah. It's all in your genes. Oh, that's good. I wonder if there's an easy way to test that and be able to tell you. I don't know. They were saying that um, it's most prevalent in people from Southeast Asia. Um, ah, okay. So I think that's why there was a lot of people who died from COVID in, in that area or who yeah. where it was prevalent So or with that kind of ancestry. Anyway, it was only in the news today. So. Okay. Very interesting. Interesting to see how that will develop anyhow. Yeah. And then I was also reading another story in the news that scientists are working out a way to make energy from thin air. Yeah, yeah. I put a post on Twitter today about it, saying that energy from thin air, which is exactly what Dr. Kirk was trying. And look what happened. Have we learned nothing? Who's the guy running the experiments? <laughs> I don't know. Let's have a look. It was in the Independent... Engineers say they have found a new way to create fuel out of thin air. Create fuel. Uh, there's no scientist name. Oh, Aldo Steinfeld. Oh. He he sounds like he sounds like you could summon dinosaurs, doesn't he? Yeah, he sounds Aldo like Steinfeld. He sounds like a mad scientist. Although I think they've been talking about that for a while. But it's it's called AirGen. Researchers from the American University of Massachusetts have invented a device called AirGen that uses a natural protein to create electricity from humidity in the air. A side effect may include dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent. That's good. Yeah, it's it's uh, life-imitating art, isn't it? Yeah. And I guarantee if it doesn't summon dinosaurs, it'll make zombies. Mm, probably. But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's fascinating. Onto the show. I have no patch notes, I don't think. I didn't write any down. I don't remember hearing any in the last edit. We didn't say anything wrong last week. We were just <laughs> on it. I think so. Socials, uh, normal stuff. Twitter, at Retro Replay Pod. Facebook, Retrospective Replay Podcast. Gmail, Retrospective Replay at gmail.com. Yeah, okay, so should we just jump straight into it for tonight? Yeah, go on. So I think when we saved last week, we saved in the control room B3. And we were moving off into the general weapons storage area. Yes, and you had missed the memo about Alan. I did, but I actually got the memo. So, if you want, I could read the memo from Alan now, or I can read it when we come back. I would read the memo from Alan. Just or to, Was it to Alan? It was to Alan, actually. Yeah, it was it to says, Alan. Attention, Alan. The weapon container at the general weapons storage will be carried out from the port next week. Please finish the maintenance of the crane within the week. I will hand you the DDK to enter the port so you can finish the job. Make sure that you keep it on you at all times. And he did 
Alan was true to his word. He did keep it on him. We move off into the general weapon storage. And as soon as we move through, if you remember last week, we talked about how one of the shutters set was blasted, wasn't it? And it, something had hit from the other side and there was a smell of petrol, gasoline, whatever you want to call it. And we can see the reason for this. And there's a small truck that's crashed into it. So whether that's crashed and then exploded or has been an explosion forced it in, you know, don't know. Anyway, run ahead and straight into a cut scene. Regina hears sound and looks over to her left. And there she sees a severed torso with a DDK disc. So who could that be? It's Alan. Alan. Poor Alan. Poor Alan. He, he, he kept a key on him, though, to the bitter end. It reminds me of the Beatles song yesterday. What does? Alan. Why? Because he's half the man he used to be. <laughs> God. Right. So the music giant claws starts to play and Regina walks forward towards the body to collect the disc. But as she does this, she looks left and she's being attacked by a new dinosaur. The Therizinosaurus? Therizinosaurus. Therizinosaurus. Yeah. Okay, so it's the Therizinosaurus. Was that a real dinosaur, do you think? Probably. Maybe. I don't think there's any made-up dinosaurs in this game. Yeah, it's a real dinosaur, but apparently it looks a lot different on Google than it does in the game. More feathers. A lot more feathers. Yeah, but the, the, since in the last few years, all of pictures of dinosaurs, they've decided to put feathers on them. Because they were like, oh, in reality, dinosaurs had feathers. Right. Okay, fair enough. So the new dinosaur attacks Regina, the Therizinosaurus, and it swipes at her, knocking her down below some chains. It attacks again, this time it misses Regina, but it breaks the chains. And the chains are holding up a large container, and it starts to fall from the ceiling about to crush Regina. So it's another danger on screen thing. Mash yeah. the buttons. Did you not mash the buttons? See what happens. No, I did mash the buttons. You mash the buttons. If you don't mash the buttons, she gets crushed. Oh, okay. The one thing you were saying about that dinosaur was it did it look like in the game. Looking at some more pictures, it had very big claws. So the game people actually got that right. I mean, they obviously did the research on it because it, it has huge claws. And that's one of the things that stands out for the dinosaur in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massive claws. What happens if she gets crushed? Is it game over? Game over, yeah. When you do it successfully, press a button successfully. Regina rolls out the way and the dino roars and we're back in control. There's actually two dinosaurs there. And they will attack you, and they're quite hard, even though we're playing on easy. Still took me five to six shotgun shells to kill one. All right, I just ran away and climbed up the ladder into the crane. Right. But, of course, yeah, we'd have to come back down because we need to go through the shutter into the transport passageway. Yeah, because I went up into the crane, but I only had two carrots because you picked up those two carrots in the control room, but you need three. Yeah. But then when I came back down, I just ran and got into the transport passageway without them getting me. Yeah, so again, there's another new dinosaur in there. So did you kill this one? Is that the one with the purple head? No, no, no this is just another Theranosaur. Oh, another one of those, yeah. Uh, I think I shot at him and then ran. Right, yeah. And then there's a couple of items in here. So there's the carrying out key, the CO key, and it says the description is the words the carrying out area are carved on it. And also is the third B3 crane card couple of other doors but you can't access anything right now yeah they've got level a security on them yeah and there's a um a laser fence as well that you currently can't open or shutters i think that's what your man calls them isn't it 
Rick. Yeah, but it's a, it's a clearly a laser fence, right? Yeah, it's clearly lasers. So it's but he calls them shutters, but they're not shutters. So nowhere else to go here. So back in the general's weapons store and up the big ladder towards the crane. Yep. And we use one of the three cards, and it's just this similar thing the last time, really using the crane, where you have the the, the cards that you you select the movements on but of course now they're a bit more pronounced the movements isn't up like up three and then down comes down two and i guess the trick for this one really the the first couple of crates are fine but the trick being that the last crate you just have to hook it and keep it hooked you don't need to put it down do you no because it's then it's just up in the air so you run down um if you haven't killed the dinosaurs i guess you avoided them as you ran ran towards the area yeah and we get to Alan's severed torso and get the code W disc. I wonder what W will stand for. <laughs> Find out. Now, of course, there's nowhere else to go in here. So you move back to Rick into the control room B3. And this time when we come back into the control room, the music set you at ease starts to play. I mentioned last week I didn't move the shelf. And I did now. When I came back in, I moved the shelf and it was a plug, which is quite nice. And there was also some slug bullets that I couldn't fit in the first time. And again, I picked them up. And this is where I found the memo. But, of course, I've read that now. So you didn't know who that guy was that was severed? I didn't. just took his key? I just took his key. Didn't have a clue who he was. Took the disc. So now we have the carrying out key. So we move back through into the carrying out room B3. And when you're in here, now you notice the, the generator, because last time we were in, it was obviously silent, and then we start the generator, and the generator is pretty loud, but it's a pretty big generator, to be fair. It would have to be. There's only one door we can go through now that we couldn't previously last week, which is just down from the battery storage, which takes us to the passageway to the carrying out room. As soon as you enter this area, you hear two large dinos stomping, and you don't think you can get past them. Did you manage to run past them? No, I have to kill them. Yeah, you have to kill these ones. I mean, I, I kill everything, to be fair, because I think the game is quite nice with ammo on easy, to be honest. Okay. Terrazinosaurus is... They, yeah, you have to kill those two. It's a very large corridor, which bends to the right. And at the end of the corridor, there's a door with a logo on it. And this takes us into the rest station. So the first thing I noticed was the map on the wall for the B3. Yeah. And then there's a woman... There's a dead body of a woman, and she has a plug on her. She's a scientist and has a lab coat on. Now, what I was going to do, I was going to take her fingerprints using our FC device, the fingerprint collector. But I thought, oh, do I need them? But I haven't. That's what I did. I took her fingerprints. Did you? I haven't. I take everyone's fingerprints. Because, I mean, you have to overwrite, but by the time I... Every time you get further along, I'm like, well, let's take the fingerprints. Okay, yeah. Probably makes a bit of sense. Because you don't want to have to go back and get them. No, I guess not. Although this B3 area doesn't seem too big, to be honest. Yeah. So there's two doors, or three doors. I think there's an elevator. I don't think we can use it just yet. There's a DDK door. Can't use that just yet. And there's another door with... There's another exit with double doors, which takes us to the central stairway. Again, two new dinos. I like the shotgun, because this seem to always be positioned where they come at you together and with the shotgun with the spread you can normally have both with one shot so i'm sometimes taking out two dinosaurs together with like five or six bullets so is that where you go to the passageway to the experiment area so then we move on through to the passageway to the experimentation room yeah you're right and when you get to the top you hear a raptor and it's been a while since we've saw a raptor 
Yeah. And it's just a total bog standard Raptor. So I arm my pistol with my Smith & Wesson ammo, my S&W ammo, and I take it out in like three shots, no problem. Yeah, Raptors are no problem. So at the end of this corridor is an anesthetic aid, so I pop that in my inventory. And I didn't realise it was an open hatch, so I just ran straight on through into the next room. Uh, I went up into the vent. Into the vent. Do you want to do the, talk about yeah. the vent first? Um, I'm not sure if you got here in the same time. So I went into the vent. Yeah, yeah. And then I went along the piping check passageway B2. Yeah. Um, and then I came down into the experiment room hall. Yes. And then there was a researcher's restroom. So, there, I mean, you know, it makes no difference, I guess, going into the vent then. Yeah, you still have to go in it regardless. I just went into that other room first, but we can t- certainly talk about the um, the researcher's restroom. Yeah, there's a cutscene, and Gail is there. And she's like, Gail! And he's like, yeah, at least Kirk's running out of places to hide. I found that very suspicious. Yeah. He seemed to be searching around for doing something. He's up to something. Yes, he does. Because he, he seemed surprised that she had just appeared there. Yeah, he doesn't really say much. They don't have much of a conversation. However, there's a, like, so it's a, what's it, the, um, it's basically a quarters, isn't it? Probably for all the researchers. It looks like a shared accommodation. Yeah, it's just, like, beds for resting and stuff like that. However, there's a yellow journal, and it's quite a long one, this yellow journal. It starts off with, The kid pointed out the mistake in my calculations of the estimated value. The simulation of the stabilizer, I mean. It seems that I miscalculated the timing of the energy reaction at its critical point by 6 nanoseconds. I admit that I made the mistake, but he has a serious attitude problem. He doesn't seem to understand we're all exhausted from having to work all day and night on a regular basis. Written by M. Carries on. To M. Everyone feels the same way about Kirk as you do. It's time to let him know how we feel. I heard that you could create a lethal poison by mixing certain drugs together. So just to interrupt before I carry on, do you think M could be Mike in the on about the drugs that we're talking about in the gas room, maybe? Or maybe. Or is it just is it a reference to the fact that you can mix items together to make a poison dart? I think it said you can mix items together to make a poison dart. Yeah. So it carries on. That said, you just have to mix the strongest anaesthetic with something else. Well, that may be going a bit too far, I suppose. Written by K. Who do you think K might be? Have we come across anyone with a K? I don't think so. That might be one of the, the female researchers. It might be Karen. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't going to poison Kirk. Mm. Well, but K is Kirk. I suppose K obviously. could be. But he's not going to write about Yeah, he's not write about himself, is he? Yeah. So carries on to the next bit. 2K. You are pathetic. Can't you see Dr. Kirk devotes himself to the experiment without a care of anything else? Blaming others for your mistakes only exemplifies your cowardice. I hold all of you responsible should the experiment go wrong thanks to your blundering. Maybe you should be the one to watch your back in case someone should accidentally inject you with poison. Written by Anonymous. So that's uh, that's really wow. <laughs> Dark. Also, it doesn't seem like Kirk was trying to get dinosaurs. Maybe it seemed like it, maybe it was an error that the nanoseconds out made that portal open for dinosaurs. Yeah, I guess so. 
Um, I hope it gets explained a bit more better later because it really hasn't explained much right now in terms of where they're coming from. Yeah, now they're just all bitching about each other. Or about Kirk, anyway. So there was really nothing else in here. So when we move out, we come back to that main corridor. And then if you come back to sort of where we came from and right, that takes us to... What do we see? There's an item spinning, isn't there, at the end in front of a doorway. Yeah. But then there's a metal noise and a blue and red-headed dinosaur jumps up through the grate and the danger comes again. Yeah, and the danger comes again. And you hit the buttons and I think she just escapes. I didn't actually do this when we didn't hit the buttons to be fair so it's a raptor but it's like as you say it's sort of purple headed raptor looks a bit yeah and it's a lot stronger to be fair in terms of damage and then a mm. second one comes from off screen as well yeah and there's a level c card there as well yeah so once you defeat them there's the the item that was spinning like you originally went for was a level c card and there's a door opposite where we pick that up which is the stabilizer design room I don't think I actually killed those dinosaurs. I think I ra- grabbed a card and ran up and went back in the vent. What, when did you go into the stabilizer room, design room? Um, that was the stabilizer design room. I don't know when I went into that. No, well, you must have because we go in there. I went. I went into there. So, oh, that, I went in there later on. I went. I went up into the vent and I then went to the passageway to the experiment area, and then into the security passage room. Right. And there was a. With the whole red alarm warning and stuff, you must have gone there afterwards. I went beforehand, like I was saying, I went through there first and then come back through the vent. But we move through into the stabilizer design room and straight away there's a DD code disk W. And there's a couple of computers around. And one of them says the planning disk is required to use this. So don't know what the planning disk is just yet. When you got into the stabilizer design room, though, did a dinosaur just appear behind you? No, one no. Those... Yeah, it, one of them did for me, a Tezai... Terrazinosaurus. Right. Maybe because you didn't kill them other ones? Maybe. No, nothing followed me. And then there's two devices, which Regina notes to be models as well. And this has got a load of messages on a file. And it says, Notice messages to Those who attend the activation of the generator for the first time in tonight's experiment should remember the following procedures. To activate the generator, the following two devices have to be set in advance the initializer and the stabilizer. The functions of the two devices are as follows. Initializer generates the necessary energy for the first reaction when activating the generator. And stabilizer, the third energy reaction takes in the air and generates the energy in a chain reaction. This keeps the reaction under a certain level. Does this sound familiar yet? Uh, Yeah, Diana Ross. (laughs) Chain reaction. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking more along the line of that news story. Oh yeah, well I mean that as well. You will find the models of the two parts in the case at the centre. If you have not seen them, be sure to check to see what they look like. If you split the numbers that you use when obtaining the core parts and add a zero to the end of each split numbers, they will give you the past numbers you need when obtaining the other two protective parts. Be careful when handling the past numbers of the core parts. So yeah, that's quite complex. So it's saying that there's some numbers on the parts, and if you add a zero at the end, then it'll give you new pass numbers. So that I'm sure that's going to be something to remember in the future. Yeah. We go back through the vents and into the, what was it called? The security corridor? 
Yeah, I think there's the pass through to the experiment area, and then you're in the security pass room, I think that's what it's called or something. And there's a dead woman and a card with her. Yeah, so it's the security pass room, as you say. As we move in, we run in front of a large metal detector, and it's quite cool, isn't it? Because Regina yeah. is in dark green, but her gun is highlighted red. I'm wondering if you take your gun off, if you unequip it, if you can run through that without setting the alarm off. Because as soon as you step in there, obviously it detects the gun, it sets an alarm off, doesn't it? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it does. But it says, um, I think it would have anyway, because it says warning subject unknown. Wow. Um, and there's a red alarm and it says subject in possession of firearm. Right, okay. On the side of the screen. So when you run into the room, you can obviously go to a terminal and you can turn off the alarm. And when you do... The music then kicks in, set you at ease, so we're actually in a save room, which is quite nice. I didn't deactivate the alarm until I went over and had a look at the woman first and had a look around there. Right, so yeah, like you say, in the chair, there's a body of a woman whose throat has been crushed, I think it says, and she has on her possession a B2 chip one key, but this one says there is no writing carved in the usual place, data needs rewriting. And then the computer she sat in front of is a fingerprint ID card rewriter. Yeah. And of course, there's a red file which talks about this, and it says, Since we are going to move the experimental generator outside today, we expect to see external staff within the test area. As a final reminder, if the overload occurs in this laboratory, it will mean the obliteration of the entire facility. If you don't want to be evaporated, guard the area with extreme caution today. That's really the point, isn't it? Uh, Yeah. The staff have been working double overtime recently. Dr. Kirk, in particular, has locked himself in his private quarters for nearly a week. Nobody has seen him. Take good care of the researchers and remember that the experimentation's success depends on their ability to think. Recently, the credibility gap of Dr. Kirk has been varied among staff. Keep your eyes on the ID rewriting device here to prevent illicit use. There has been an instance of someone abusing the rewriter device on the first floor. Keep your eyes open. So that'll be talking about when someone used the one upstairs after yeah. a member of staff managed to kill themselves. I think that's what it said. I think it was, yeah. It was probably Tom. It probably was. So I actually thought it was a bit hard to see, but there's a, um, there's, an, there's a DDK disc S in there, isn't there? But it's kind of hiding away yeah. on the corner of the screen. If you miss it, you might be searching around for a while to find it, but make sure you grab that. I think I, I think I got it when I was deactivating the alarm. Right. Or I saw it when I was meant to deactivate the alarm. If you used the ID machine, though, if you try to use the ID machine, when it's in alarm mode, it says it's locked in alarm mode, so you can't use it. Oh, okay. So, so you turn off the alarm. turn the alarm off. Yeah. I didn't notice there was a machine that looked like a, a chip data rewriter machine, but then I think I also noticed another one downstairs, possibly in the um, researcher rest room. Yeah. So now we've been all them rooms, and there's no way to go really but head back. Did you try to rewrite an ID card in there? No, I haven't yet. I did. I didn't know I the number, though. Ah, of course, you need the numbers, yeah. So now uh, we leave, and you go back down the stairs. And when you get to the bottom of the stairs, you get a call from Rick, and he says, like you were saying before, he says he has fixed the shutters, and now we can open them. And there's one in, right in front of us that you can open, and there's not much there, really. There's a spinning box, which has a plug in it, so, you know, take that if you like. But the red box in front of you, I think, needs three plugs. See, I didn't get the call. I got the call in a different way to you, because I went 
into the security room first. Mm-hmm. Then I went to the stabilizer design room, and then I went back out again, and then I got the call from Rick. Right, okay. So I got the call from him after the stabilizer design room, whereas you got it after the security room. Yeah. So did you open that shut I was talking about and grab the plug? I think so. Yeah. But anyway, there's a security door level A in front. So can't open that yet. So spin round and go back into the rest station. And now we can use the DDKW. It's a W, so what do we think it might, what the word might be? Well, it's for the port area. Yeah. And what's in a port area? Is it water? It's waterway. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's water. Water's in a port area, yeah. but it's waterway. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't know, the, I mean, you could guess it. You could totally guess it. And then this is probably the longest room name of the game so far. We go through this door, and it takes us to the disembarkation immigration office. Do you know what disembarkation means? To get off? It's the process of leaving a ship or an aircraft or removing goods from a ship. So as we move forward in here, there's a dead body in front of us, and that's got another plug on it. And when you inspect him, you're told that he's dead, but he still is holding onto a transmitter. I took his fingerprints. <laughs> nice. Well, you got you got just through this other security door, so he's at a further level of security, so I'll take his fingerprints. Fair enough, yeah. You should take everyone's fingerprints unless they have no hands. I might need them. So as you move around the room, Rick comes in, and he tells Regina that it looks like this door leads to the port. He tries the computer and tells Regina that it'll be a while before he can open it. And as he's talking, the walkie-talkie in the dead man's hand beeps. Someone asks Mike if he copies. Why is everybody called Mike in this game? I, think two... I thought there was only one Mike. Wasn't, well, was wasn't the guy... Oh, unless, could this be the Mike that was working with that other guy that was in the in the gas? Was that not Mike as well? No, I don't think so. I don't know, maybe everyone's called Mike. So someone asks Mike if he copies, and he says he's headed back to the elevator with a key and wants Mike to meet him. Uh, and then, actually, I haven't wrote it down, but doesn't he also say he's been chased by a dinosaur? Yeah, he does. Yeah. And you can hear he's kind of being a lizard. A lizard. Then Regina tells Rick that it sounds like they're not the only ones having problems, which is total role reversal because she's been the joker, and Rick then is dead serious, isn't he? Yeah. I think he's lost all of his um, joker spirit by now. I just like the nonchalant way that the that, that bloody dinosaurs running around and uh, not freaking out. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Rick says that he's glad Regina is amused, but if the guy gets eaten, they'll have to get the key from the dino's stomach. So he tells her to save him. But there's a couple of items you can pick up. There's a B2 chip 2, which has 0392 wrote on it. So we need to head towards the main elevator. So we spin round, leave the room. However, we were in a save room the whole time. So this is where we save it and we leave it for tonight. So that was a nice section, to be honest. It was a lot of enemies. There must have been close to 10 dinos. Well, a lot of story as well. Awful lot well, of story. I mean, backgrounded to the... Yeah, a lot, a lot of background blows. Yeah. I mean, you could go through all this as a speedrun and, and never read any of it if you wanted. Oh, yeah, yes. without a doubt. But then you wouldn't have a clue what's going on. Mm. The further I'm getting through this game, the more I'm, I'm liking it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it, I didn't think a lot of it at the start, if I'm honest. But yeah, the further it goes on, the better it seems. There's more of a kind of a plot to it than than I than I gave it credit for. Yeah. yeah. So, we've been rattling, 
prattling on for a while. We've been talking for a while here. Um, do you want to just should we just wrap it up? Do you want to give tonight's dino fact? I'll give a dino fact that I learned at a quiz oh. during the week. Nice. Um, it's the question was what what is the Alvarez hypothesis? Though I don't know what is it. The Alvarez hypothesis is the hypothesis that says that the mass extinction of the dinosaurs was caused by the impact of a large asteroid. Um, and basically, these scientists um, worked out a way that... Uh, basically, it, it hit the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. So they went and had a look at the crater, and I think that when they worked it out, that the, the materials in there and whatnot meant they showed that it had been a huge impact. Um, and they had hypothesized that it would have been, I think, something between 10 and 15 kilometers wow. in width. And compared to that, one of the moons of Mars is actually 11 kilometers, and Mount Everest is 9 kilometers. So it's pretty much an asteroid the size of Mount Everest hitting the Earth. Um, and the energy from it would have been the same as 100 million megatons of TNT, or a billion times the energy of the atomic bombs that were dropped on Hiroshima. So yeah, that's what killed the dinosaurs. Yeah, That's the Alvarez hypothesis. I was new of the theory of the meteor, of course, but I didn't realize it was called the Alvarez Hypothesis. No, it was named after Lewis and Walter Alvarez, a father and son team of scientists. Nice. Always good. I didn't know it was called the Alvarez Hypothesis either. So I'm not sure how many episodes we'll have left of this now. Um, I want to say probably two at most. That would, yeah, maybe two. Maybe three. Not sure. We'll see. That would put us at nine. However, we want to maybe try and round it up to a nice ten, huh? What have the other seasons been? Season one was eleven. Season two was, I want to say, ten. Well, if this is nine, it would mean on average that we have ten. <laughs> okay. Then we'll so. aim for that. That sounds good. So, cool. I, well, as always, thank you very much for listening. Um, hope you're playing along at home. Hope you're enjoying it. And... Join us next week for what will probably be the penultimate episode of season three. Good night. Good night.